Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGraw podcast. And what can only be described as just a bit of a meh night. Lost to Sheffield United. No one, I, I, I'm going to really call it, and I don't think many people saw it coming. One of those results that uh, you, know, you have to kind of just scratch your head at. Flat, flattish performance. Sheffield United took their one chance. We were poor for their goal, and it was just a nutting game. It just seems to be how we play midweek. Um, all season really just seems to be how we're playing midweek all season. Um, Paddy's here with me, as you can probably see him here if you're watching this on YouTube. But uh, and we're going to get into the game. But and 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 I, I've just had just an absolutely awful evening, which I'm going to talk to you about as well. Um, but uh, we're going to get into the game in a moment. But I do need to bring something. Ah, the game is getting even. It's getting worse. First of all, I need a haircut, okay? I'm having a bit of a, bit of a uh, midlife breakdown here. I need a haircut. So that's something that needs to be done. And now actually on YouTube with toothpaste on my top, okay? So if my mother is watching this, she's going to go Making nuts. Making it worse. Making it worse. <laughs> and, then, and then to make it even worse, worse, worse. Again, you may have seen my tweet whereby I opened up a... Uh, a bag of taters, bag of well, what we would call taters over here because uh, that's the that's like the Irish brand of of potato chips or crisps wherever you're watching. Um, but I watch, I open up a bag of these guys, snacktastic uh, ch- uh, crisps, and there was no flavoring on them, and I was horrified. It was just literally fried spuds. Now I know, I know we're Irish. I know we probably should like, but like I, I've enough fried spuds eaten in my time. I want a bit of cheese and onion on them. So I'm, I'm just worried, Neil, that you have COVID. So be careful. Well, 
we know, you know, we've had the whole opening cans on the podcast. This is going to be a first. We're going to open up a bag of t- bag of crisps. There we go, bag of crisps open on the podcast. That's more like it. All that's right. well, at least we know you don't have COVID anyway. That's a start. Mm. Um, that's speaking more of like, like getting off to a bad start. Oh, you're drinking caroling. Jesus. I'm drinking caroling. And you know what? I'm, I'm quite fond of a, an old uh, point of caroling when I'm in the UK because we, we don't get that over here. So to my surprise today, when I decided I'm going to have a few cans watching the matches, I tend to do uh, as a treat. So there was 12 pack of cans for 10 euro. And I thought, that's not bad at all. Until I discovered they're smaller than usual cans. Yep. Well, so... Anyway, I think I think uh, given your crisp situation and my can situation, we were uh, we were destined to lose tonight. Absolutely, and and even worse as well. Just coming onto the podcast, we had a fallen soldier, somebody who's been with me since day one of my podcasting uh, career. Um, unfortunately, met their untimely demise today, and uh, he is. It's just here. Oh, sorry. My pop filter, the pop filter on my microphone finally died. It's been on its last legs for a while, but uh, it served me well. And uh, I hope the next one that comes along will be half as good. And if that, oh, if that pop filter could tell stories, I'll tell you something. It's heard a lot of podcasts in this time. Um, but no, that's a bit of the mess and out of the way. Try to try and bring a small bit of levity to our brevity to the podcast. Uh, levity, I think, I suppose, is the word uh, to the podcast at the start. Because to be honest with you, that game doesn't fill any of us. I think with any joy or any messing or any or, or, or it doesn't doesn't raise anybody's hearts. I don't think so. Uh, you know, um, before we kind of get into it, uh, yeah, just wasn't really our night tonight, Paddy, at all, at all, at all. Sure, it wasn't. No, no, it was. You know what? Given the way our results have gone since the Man City game, either win-loss or win-draw all the way along. Mm. So we were probably probably a bit too presumptuous and maybe the players were going out tonight that this was going to be a bit easier than we thought it wasn't. Uh, you know, I'm sure we'll get into the nooks and crannies of it, but look, we... Even they beat us. We say the better team. We failed to we failed to make many chances. You know, I know we hit the post and whatever, but uh, just people got to look at the statistics against Leeds at the weekend, and it's just completely role reversal. You know, near enough seven, near enough identically uh, matched on on the possession stats and that. But we come out with no points, and they come out with three, and that's the way it is. You score early, you put your backs to the wall, you grind it out, and that's what they did. Absolutely, we we've done it. Like we've done it umpteen times this season. Um, you, know, you just see that that who scored graphic, but the amount of times we've won games and we've um, we've not conceded. Um, we're very much predicated on not and not conceding goals. Uh, the goal that they got. Uh, before we get into it, actually, before they, they they scored, I thought like we were we were well in control of the game. Um, they had maybe about a three or four minute spell prior to that that they passed the ball around. They got it down. David McGoldrick is uh, David McGoldrick knows how to play football. You know he's well able to play. We we're used to watching him playing for Ireland, and he's been our only creative force for Ireland for the last three or four years. As Didzy and and he's you know he's um, he's obviously packed it in for Ireland, but uh, 
you know, he's he's never been one that's that struggled to get around the field. He's always been good with the ball at his feet, but like, oof, like realistically, he gets that ball in the middle of midfield. He rakes a ball. In fairness, it was an absolute pinpoint perfect ball that he plays out to the right hand side. Yes, we it's the best could... pass I've ever seen him play. Yeah. Well, I've seen enough of them. Yeah, it's, it, it was brilliant, but like yeah. all he does is just run in a straight line all the way through. He runs past McGinn. Mm. McGinn, McGinn doesn't doesn't get turned at all. Doesn't McGinn doesn't. Yeah. McGinn, McGinn doesn't doesn't chase him at all. There was no covering from midfield there. It was like as if it was a case. I know El Mahamedi was supposed to be at the back post, and at the time before I saw the second replay, that's who I was uh, fervently yeah. blaming. And yes, he does have blame. I'm not I'm not condoning his 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 position completely, but. El Mahamedi tucks in all the time. That's what he's been told to do. He did it against Leeds and um, did it against Leicester. I really have a big problem with not tracking the run, though. I'm sorry. From midfield, when someone runs from the middle of midfield and no one tracks him, and McGinn is there. McGinn is there 10 yards outside the box, and he runs right past him. I think I think he might actually glance off him, but he doesn't no, do anything. There's no reaction. McGinn didn't even... Uh, flinch. He just looked exactly yeah. where he was going. Um, it was. I, I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not too uh, harsh on again. I think there was a lot more could have been done out on that mm. uh, right hand side when the ball came across. And I'm ultimately Elmo was ball watching as well. He never looked to see where was there anyone arriving, and there was no look over the shoulder as you would as a fullback. And everybody knows that as a fullback, you need to know where everyone on the pitch. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Oh, Especially yeah. the guys are supposed to be picking up. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't even him. It was Mings in front of him. It was Mings was just in front of him as well. Could have done a bit better, but I'm not going to be too harsh because I thought, in fairness, our uh, our defense in general was was especially our two centre halves were fantastic. I, did, I don't think either of our fullbacks covered themselves in glory tonight, but uh, Konza and Mings were absolutely immense. Konza especially, just. I, I, I would be very surprised in two weeks' time if we don't see him named in an England squad because he is absolutely unbelievable at he's what brilliant. he does. Oh, even his first touch, he's, he's just a good yeah. all-around footballer. You know, he's mm. just a good all-around footballer. And yeah, look, look, it was a poor goal to concede. Um, absolutely, it was a really poor goal to concede. Just, just the, mm. just because of we just literally there's a canyon right down the middle of our of our team, and yeah. no one blocked it. I, if Douglas Louise was in there, I don't think he blocks it either. Um, just a weakness. That's all it was. It was a it was a temporary weakness in the team. They took they took their chance. So so reminiscent of the Arsenal game. That was their one chance. They had nothing else really. Um, apart from that, just like when I when uh when we beat when we scored against Arsenal after ninety seconds, we had nothing else after that really against Arsenal. You know. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm not downplaying the fact that this is a, a very shitty result. Like, excuse my language, but it's a bad result. You know, but I do want to temper it with some sort of context and perspective. They're not the worst team to play in the Premier League. I think 07 and 08 Derby County will have something to say to you about that, and even ourselves in 2016. Um, it, it was an, it, it was one of those games that look Villa are going to kick themselves all season. Like there will be no worse result this season than that. And I think that's fair to say. What I mean by it is, like every single Villa player that you will ask them at the end of the season, if we don't get into, if we don't get into a Champions League place, or if we don't get not a Champions League place, into a European place, and if you were to get one of the Villa players, you know, on their own for half an hour and say, "Hi, come here, what one would you like to have back?" I think that I'll say that again. 
I think there's a few. In fairness, uh, I think the, the performance about Leeds that we dwell we dwell on, and and that Burnley defeat mm. uh, was probably mm-hmm. worse. Like for me, Sheffield United aren't a bad side. They've just they've just haven't they've been a shadow of their former selves this season. They they've bought badly. Uh, Brewster hasn't been the player that they thought they were bringing in. Uh, the goalkeeper for once tonight had a great game, took the sting out of everything, dropped to dropped to his knees and ultimately onto his face with the ball underneath him. Not a not an issue to him all day long. One one flap was all he had all night where he could have came and caught and he just kind of punched it away or whatever. But didn't even show a replay because it was like how many times can we pump the ball into the box and hope that he's yeah. gonna drop the ball? He just he just didn't do it. Um I'm I'm not too upset. I, I'm not I'm not upset at all. Um about the result because you know th- these are going to happen and to be honest when, when you look at what we've done since Christmas it's it's nearly been a pattern we we, we I don't yeah. think we've had a, a back-to-back win since Christmas yeah. and that's poor considering the games that we've played we should easily been coming up with back-to-back wins and um, you know having beaten Arsenal to go out and do that to Brighton <sighs> you know we beat Southampton and then Went and lost to West Ham. We beat Newcastle and then got destroyed by Burnley. Destroyed, maybe wrong word, but you know what I mean. We, uh, put three goals on us, which is poor. Um, I don't think this is the worst performance of the season. No. Um, I think we were blatantly missing our best player, our talisman. Um, I think our attacking uh, outlet was completely... I think that's why you saw so many balls pumped into the box. There was nobody willing to run at that second last defender, get to the byline, pull the ball back to somebody who's standing in the in the hole as such, ready to ready to take a shot. Or we just we just didn't have that. And I and I was disappointed with Bertrand Traore because that's where he needed to step up to the mark, and he didn't. Mm. He did he did very little. He did he did one piece of magic where I think he took. 15 touches in the space of three seconds and then put the ball wide. <laughs> but it was a lovely move, but that, that's about as close as we came to yeah. to breaking them down in normal play without putting the ball in on top of them. It's just um yeah, it's 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 one I'm quite happy to draw a line under. Um I don't think we'll be about as bad at the weekend. I think there will be a lot of changes at the weekend. Um I think it needs to be mixed up and freshened up. Um not 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 wholesale as such, but especially in the midfield, I well, think it'll be different. Different for Wolves. Just, just, just to just to kind of come back to you on that, you feel it needs to be mixed up and 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 freshened up. But sixty six percent of our midfield is different. Yeah, there's two. What I mean, we, different, different than tonight is what I'm saying. Oh, di- oh different. To, all right, all right. So like, it's yeah. not, not not from the point of view whereby you feel that they were leggy or anything like that. No. Just, no, no, just, no, just different no. tactics, just, just different horses. Ber- 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 bereft horses. of ideas, oh. I thought tonight. To be honest, cool. yeah. Um, I thought Ramsey didn't really get into it like he did against. No, uh, we struggled to get into the game, and and in fairness, yeah. it wasn't for the lack of trying. No. Um, M- McGinn the same did quite well in in certain aspects of the game, and then gave the ball away a few times. I thought Nakamba wasn't not his normal self either. Well, I I, um, I think for Nakamba, I think the biggest thing was after they got their goal, after they got the goal, and definitely after they went down to ten men, it was a case of bring him off because he just just was not needed. He was like he was like a chocolate, needed. exactly. He, he was yeah. like he was like a ashtray on a motorbike at that stage, you know. Like it just <laughs> he he was it, great to have it, 
but not needed, you know, at that stage. We didn't need to break down any of their attacks, you know? Yeah. We didn't need to break down any of their attacks, but it is a... Uh, yeah, look, it's and this isn't this isn't me having a crack. This isn't having a crack at Dean Smith either. Look, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you know me. I'm a big fan of don't blow up the structure just for the sake of it. I'm a big fan no. of you go out there with a game plan, and you know at the end of the day, a good game plan lasts from minute zero to minute ninety, and you go through it. So, but you have to be willing to change it as well. I think we go behind. So you'll always hear me say that when we're when we're trying to hold on to a lead, we will. Hold on to that lead. And, and if it means playing with the same 11 players and running them into the ground, I think I'm okay with that as long as we get the win at the end of the day because there's a certain structure, there's a mentality into the game when you're trying to change the game and make the substitutions. And in fairness, we made three substitutions tonight, Petty. Mm. We brought on Barkley, Davis, and Sanson. They got uh, Sanson and Barkley got, uh, what was it, 23, 24 minutes each. Talk to me about the two boys. Talk to me about their impact or lack thereof. Which do you think it was? Uh, probably the latter. Very little impact. Um, you know, it's hard at that stage of the game. Uh, they're down to 10 men. I, I thought the first substitution would have probably been Keenan Davis. Hmm. Like... You, you may as well be hung for sheep, as hung for lamb. You know, if we're going to lose 2 0 or 3 0, I'm fine with that. But put it, or, or if it wasn't Keenan Davis, uh, change him on its own and put and put Barkley up there. So mm-hmm. it was, I, I don't, I don't think that would have made a huge difference because they'd parked the bus at that stage. The, the crosses were coming in, they were dealing with them. Um, I, I think that the glaringly obvious thing we were missing was Jack. Yeah. Just to create that little something like, different, that little thing out of the normal. Because I, I'd love to know how many you can probably access that very quickly. But how many crosses did we put in? How many corners did we get? You know, when's the last time we scored from a corner, Neil? <laughs> That's what <laughs> I said. Questions. I I, I, I actually texted you. Head. I texted yeah, you today. You did, I said yeah. next time we score from a corner, I'm just going to open the podcast and I'm going to sing a full version of something like a song for it. I'm going to sing a song, a full lot of it. <laughs> Um, and this is my uh, look, save the receipts, guys. I'm gonna do it next time we score from a corner. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna open the, the podcast with me singing a song because it, I think it's the safest bet in the world at the moment. <laughs> we just don't do it. Um, I, I honestly, I can't remember the last time we scored from a corner. No, uh, oh, I can't score. Oh, this sorry, year. the last time we scored from a corner was against Sheffield United. Uh, Mings flicked it on the near post and Kanza scored at the back post, loop and header. That's probably the last time we scored from a corner. It's probably the only time we scored from a corner this season. Um, I seem to remember a goal from a corner, but yeah, it could be. Uh, to answer your question, uh, right, Paddy, how many crosses did we have today? Have a, uh, no, have, a, have a guess. No, have a guess. Do you know what have I'll do? I'll give, you, I'll give you plus or minus five. I'm going to go 30. Higher. 40. 44 crosses. And that's not including Jeez. 10 free kicks and seven corners. And and the only one we got anything on was the one Watkins hit the post. Hit the, bar, hit the post switch, yeah, yeah. Which was which was good, which is good work from Watkins, which is good work. Oh, great header, great header. Yeah, and yeah. and let, let let it not be said, you know, he or let's not forget that he's He's put in one hell of a shift as well tonight. Yeah. He was ah, look. He was everywhere. He lost the ball at one stage on the edge of the box and won it back at left back. He's been absolutely immense. 
Yeah. And that's and that's all you want from your striker. Like poor old Keenan, come on. I don't think that was the day for him tonight. I just I just I look, I, I love Keenan Davis. Uh, I just think he's he's a good, honest player. I'm I'm kinda I'm I'm look, good honest player, fantastic. Not saying he's the finished article yet. Look, he's twenty-two. I don't care. Was it Ian Wright? Was a late bloomer? There's we have all these stories of late bloomers. I want. I don't think Aston Villa have been in a position to do him the best service for his career. The way things have been at the moment, I think he could turn out to be maybe a Shola Miobi or something like that. Whereby maybe around 23, 24, he starts to use his strength and understand how to use his body and starts muscling him in. But he needs games in the lower leagues. I'm kind of yeah. and look, I mean this in the best way possible. I'm kind of counting down the days until Wesley is back just so that we can have maybe an actual potential threat that comes off the bench in that aspect to have something for a game like this. As I say, Keenan Davis, I'm not saying we get rid of him. I'm saying that you know, for the, for the kids' development, it hasn't been the, the ideal development for him over the last three or four years. Um, and as I don't think anybody would agree. Yes, we can all sit here and say, look, he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have the striker's instinct. He just doesn't have it. Yeah, maybe he doesn't. But the kid hasn't had the, hasn't had the chance to develop. And, and I'll stand over that all day long. But I, um, I'll tell you what he does have. He has something going on in training and on, on the training ground because they've given him the contract. So we yeah. can't really argue with, with, with oh, the, yeah. what they've done in the past with bringing players through and stuff like that. So they obviously see something that's there. And let's be honest, you know, he has the physique and the build to play oh, yeah. as a lone striker and bring players into the game. We've seen him hold the ball up well, but tonight was, tonight was never going to be a night that he got the ball into his feet. It was just way too congested and he would have had to play a whole lot deeper in order to get the ball into the feet. So Absolutely. I think I think it's just, it's, un, it's unlucky that it was him tonight that, you know, I, I don't mean to have a go at him. Because as you say, I think there's a good bit of learning there to do. Um, you know, he's not the fastest striker in the world. So you can't drop him forward and expect him to run with the ball. He's going to hold it up. He's going to bring other players into play. And, you know, he probably would have performed a whole lot differently if Jack was in there giving him ball defeat. And we'll never know. It's just, I, I'm not I'm not too downbeat on this. I'm, I'm really not. It's, it, it's one that was... I'm not going to say it was coming. It was just, it was a possibility that we, that could have happened tonight. So I'm okay we, with it. Yeah, we, we, we have this, look, we have this in our locker to throw in a performance like this. And guys, do you know what? Look, I'm, I, I suppose I'm, I, I had said before this that I wasn't going to get too animated or I have too much to say. I was going to let you do a lot of the talking, but we have this in our locker. And look, we're not the, like, I, I hate, actually, I, I don't, nearly don't even want to say it, but we're not the finished article that we're going to have this erratic form as the, as the season goes on. And next season, you know, we might iron out these, might iron out these crazy losses that we possibly shouldn't have, you know. So, yeah, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm not too annoyed over this. Um, I, I was going to try and uh, make a comparison between Keenan Davis and, uh, and Didier Drogba. Um, by looking at some, <laughs> I, I just have brought up two statistical pieces there, and and as I say, we're not digging out the guy at all. But no, I I was good to say that the drug bed didn't really make it until he was 24, 25, and Keenan Davis has only just gone 23. So we do have time, we do have time, okay? Of course, we, we do, do have look time. At, look for... at Jamie Vardy, <laughs> absolutely. Jamie Vardy, yeah. I will, but if Keenan Davis could turn to the drug bed, well, then uh, you know. <laughs> 
that's uh, that's there's great kudos due to due to the coaching staff. But and I mean that. Look, I'm not having a crack at him. I'm not I'm not making light of him. Um, I was just trying to. I suppose I was looking. I knew the drug, but was a late bloomer. I was just trying to make. Uh, I suppose a connection between between uh, between that and, and Keenan Davis, but um, look, he's he needs time. He needs to get a get a run of games and a run of goals and 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 see what happens with him. You know, for his own career more so than anything to do with Aston Villa. But um, yeah, look, that's that's Keenan Davis. Do you know what? I'm gonna have I'm gonna talk to you about Sanson Morgan Sanson. We've spoken about him an awful lot. Well, we've spoken about wanting to see him maybe an awful lot. Yeah, he got 22, 23 or four minutes tonight. What do you make of him? Because I didn't think he wanted it. I didn't think he showed for the ball an awful lot tonight. And uh, once again, not taking him out, just calling what I saw in 24 yeah. minutes. I thought he was oh, the least effectual of our... Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just don't think he did anything. Well, he, he saw enough of the ball. I loved to know how many touches he had or how many passes he made. I'm sure you can put your finger on that. 17 passes. Man, yeah. yeah, 17 passes. Which... It's Which bad. isn't bad considering no. considering we got everything out of the wing to to, to fire across in. Um, I saw Dean Smith after the game complaining about getting the ball into the box the way we did. Mm. Uh, to me, it was like, sorry, Dean, you need to sort that out on the sideline if that's the way it's going. Um, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dig him out either because I think it's particularly unfair. Um, I think Morgan Sanson needs to start a game. I, I was hoping he would start tonight. I thought tonight would have been the perfect game for him. Um, and I don't think we're going to see how good he is until he starts and he gets he gets a couple of games in the yeah that's and that's fair. Do you know what? There's a lot of people talking about um, the fact that we bought him six months early because we got such a good deal. Yeah. Maybe we should have left him there for the six months. Maybe this is his learning curve coming in and and, and getting cameos here and there. Um, I don't I don't see anything to be pissed off about in what he does. No. He gets he gets himself around the pitch. He his first touch is good. His passing is okay. I don't I don't recall him giving the ball away at any stage. Um, he, like you're you 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 all he can do is look at where he is when the ball has been passed, and you can't look at him all the time because you're looking at who he's going to pass to. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, to me, he spent a lot of time out on the on the right, I should say, and I don't think Bertie utilized him enough. I thought I thought Bertie was poor in the second half. Uh, Toddy over overdone it a little bit a few times. Um McGinn as well in the second half. I thought particularly could have done a lot more. El Ghazi went missing in the second half. There's a lot more we can talk about other than digging out Morgan Sand. Not not digging out, but you know what I mean, but focusing on him. Yeah, but, um, I, I'll be honest with you, Paddy. I, I was I was bringing up it that was that was me trying to be BBC uh BBC Match of the Day presenter to bring up something and maybe try and make something out of it because <laughs> there was nothing like there was there was nothing really in it as I say he he got twenty touches of the ball um as I say whatever seventeen passes or something along those lines but the team was ineffectual at that stage you know we were just lumping was, yeah. balls into the box yeah. I I, I think that uh I, I like there was and in fairness to McGinn he tried it a couple of times and I know it can be a bit infuriating but when that ball drops to him at the edge of the area maybe he's 30 yards out sometimes just having a crack he could go in Paul Scholes style off someone's toe and mm. hit the roof of the net you know it's worth having a goal like that as opposed to just trying the same thing over and over and over and over again and he, and he was guilty of, of some poor crossing and look it's, it was frustrating but like you look at you look at some of the some of the stats we had tonight. We we struggled to break the team down without 
Matty Cash on the right hand side, and if Matty Cash is there, I'm I'm going to make a, a, a statement and say we don't concede that goal. Um, and I've no way of proving it. Um, <laughs> and if we have if we have Jack Grealish there, I we could win a penalty. We could we could do anything like, and we haven't even discussed about the potential penalty in this game as well. And do you know what? To be honest with you. It was a penalty, but there's no point in going over the old ground on it. You know, we should have beaten this no. team. We should have beaten this team. Um, but the, the funny thing about the penalty that. is, um, I, I reckon because everybody in the studio said it was a penalty <laughs> and the guys in VAR are looking, obviously, at the coverage and go, okay, when the red card comes around, they give the red card. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, I hate digging out referees, but your man was poor again tonight. He was a yellow pack referee. It was just, he, d- he didn't cut it for me. A yellow pack referee for everybody over in the UK. <laughs> That's an old one. Anyone of our generation should know what a yellow pack is. <laughs> I barely know what that is. I barely remember what yellow pack stuff was. Yellow pack, it was like it was like a type of soup in Tesco. It was a Tesco brand soup. All the Tesco brand stuff yeah. was yellow pack, wasn't it? Isn't that what yeah. it was? Jesus, I barely remember that now. <laughs> So basically, a yellow pack referee is a, is a cheap substitute for and, economical. Uh, you know, I thought <laughs> I thought he was poor. I, mean, I thought I thought the guy at the weekend was poor as well. We just that that decision. If VAR and and let's let's not, you know, if VAR call him over to look at the penalty situation. I reckon he gives the penalty because the contact is on the body, not on the shoulder. Yeah. Oh, oh it's a definite penalty. Now, oh, def- the def- question we've got to ask is, did, did is it, it force me start outside the yeah, box? Yeah, yeah. But I, I personally think they even things up by, by sending Jagielka off. Um, by the letter of the law, yeah. I'm on the fence about it, 50-50. Um, but personally, I think they, they just even things up by sending them off. And, you know, I thought Peter Walton was fairly straightforward and yes it was a, a, a red card but I don't know I don't know I, I think he was too far out I think there was enough space there to make mistakes and uh, Chris Wilder there was no need for it gave a little dig after the match about us getting decisions against them I thought the red card earlier in the season was more of a red card because he was pulling and dragging out of all the was I did the red card at the start of and season he was the was last man so there was no reason. There was no reason to bring up that that those decisions other than bitterness. So, sorry, Mister Wilder. We've we uh, on the last podcast we said that you know you were you were an admirable guy. There was fucking no need for that to. Just <laughs> I didn't didn't even listen to it to be honest. Such a manager say things. Look, look, he's he's happy. He's defined win like that. Oh, he is, keep, but if win like that can keep him his job. No need like to bring he, up that stuff. Look, I I for me. Doesn't doesn't make blind bit of difference to me. The reason being is he's like he's manager under pressure, you know. No matter like there's stuff going on in the background at Sheffield United as well uh, with regards to ownership and all that. As far as I'm aware, there is anyway. Um, he could be in danger of his job. He's done a fantastic a fantastic job with the club. As far as I know, he's there his hometown club, and you know, two or three wins at the end of the season could could allow him maybe to bring him back up from the championship again next year. Um. So look, pressure. I don't. Uh, think, I don't think there's pressure any pressure there. I think he. I think he's there I for the long haul, no matter what uh, happens. I'm not going to attract any other better manager than him. He, he'll be fine. He'll he'll be still there trying to get them up next year. Penny, you know that, and I know that. But if there's an if there's a foreign owner, if there's a new owner in the background, or there's a new investor in the background, they might know that. That's the thing. What are we'd they going to do? 
bring, bring the likes before. of Roberto Di Matteo to try and get a team out of the championship. We all know it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Um, but didn't he win? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, okay. Right. We try Ch- and bring Steve Bruce. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, moving swiftly along. Um, I, 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 want to, I, I want to have a little quick, uh, uh, and I don't want to single him out, but we've said Maddie Target's been fantastic all year. I saw some passes that were that were very uncharacteristic of 2021 and uh, Matty Target today or 2020 2021 and uh, Matty Target today. Um and the, the reason the reason I'm bringing it up is because usually in a game like this first person I would go to for Laker Sports man a match would be somebody like Matty Target but I, I literally he's just he couldn't be my go-to guy today. A couple of missed passes and stuff like that. But look every every it was a down down night for a lot of people. Uh, so I, I I don't blame him. But I'm trying to look. I'm looking around. And I'm trying to find a man a match tonight uh, from that team. And oh, it's easy, it's easy. Kanza, Ezri Kanza, yeah. Ezri Kanza, Ezri Kanza, yeah. man a match, yeah. And 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 just going back to what you were you were talking about, Matty Target. Of of all of them, I thought he was the only one that looked leggy. He didn't look his normal self. His his passing was off. His crossing was off. He just looked like he was tired. Could be way off the mark, but look. Where there's nothing we can do about it now. Um, the main thing is how, how do we regroup for Saturday, which yeah. is it's just going to come so quickly now. By the time they go into recovery tomorrow, do a bit of work on Friday and they're back in Saturday. So it's tough. Like it's a tough, it's a tough it, run of games now. It is. We'll get a break next week and then we'll have an international break in a couple of weeks' time. And to be honest, that that's not coming soon enough because we just need to get a little bit more energy into the team. And I think a couple of weeks break might do that. I think that's fair enough. Uh, we've sat here, I'd say, nearly throughout the whole season and go, oh, I don't know how they're going. It was definitely since Christmas and go, don't know how they're going to get back up on the horse, you know, for the next game. <laughs> but they always do. They always do. Yeah, so they do. I'm, yeah. And that's the beauty about Aston Villa in 2020-2021 is you can always look forward to the next game. You know, mm. our, our lack of consistency is a good thing, is a blessing and a curse. We've had a great start to the season whereby we were consistently winning games. Now our lack of consistency always gives us a chance, no matter what, we have a chance to lose, we have a chance to win. Um, so if we do lose, you can look forward to the next game, deep in the knowledge that this team blows off the cobwebs very, very um, effectively and, and they don't dwell mentally on a lot of things. So we spoke about this, you know, we, we, we've spoken about this uh, this previously as well, but... Um, but I think the most disappointing thing from from a team point of view is that th- this was one of our catch up games. Yeah, so that's this it. That's a, the thing this that was a chance to put points yeah. on the board. Yeah. Regardless of what happens the weekend, other teams around us will drop points as well. There was nobody dropping points tonight. It was up to us to go and and, and put points on them, and we yeah. didn't. And and that's above all else. That's the most disappointing thing for me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right, we're going to leave it there, guys. Um... Yeah, we've enough talking about this game done. Um uh yeah, so I, I, I apologize guys for if there was any pops or anything like that. My missing my pop filter from the podcast tonight. If the audio quality is a bit different, I do apologize. And um, for the eagle eyed of you looking on YouTube, you will notice that I have a sock as my pop filter. Don't worry, it is a clean sock. So don't do not worry, but uh it's just a little hack. Uh, here in the in the podcasting world, and I hope it hasn't made too much of a difference to the audio. Um, 
but I must go and try and find a pop filter now somewhere online uh, to get one delivered because... Uh, and I apologise for, for me pouring my uh, small cans here in the background. They needed to fill in a bit more often on this podcast. Oh, for God's sake, yeah, yeah. Small look, cans, they're like, they're like, like 330 let's, let's million Let's draw a line under it. As I said to a guy today, I opened my wallet today and for anyone who ever looked inside my wallet, they would have a good laugh because there's a big a picture of Dr. Tony inside my wallet. <laughs> Because when I open yeah. my wallet every day, it reminds me of where we were back in that summer of 2019, is it? Seems a long ago now. It, um, it can't get any worse than having to. 2018, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, when I open my wallet and I have a few quid in it, I realize I've more money than Dr. Tony has. <laughs> and we're in a much better place than what we were back in summer of 2018. So be thankful for what we have. We're, we're, we're safe. We're going to have a good pop at Europe and what will be will be. And we're only a few months away from being back sitting in our seats in Villa Park. And that is what that's a great thing. And you know what? That's a fantastic way to end the podcast as well, because I did get a bit of a lust for, uh, you know, just going to some sort of live sport and and God willing, we're nearly there. We're nearly there. But uh, yeah, most people, if you've gained nothing from this podcast, I had a bit of a mental breakdown at the start of the podcast. And Paddy doesn't carry a picture of his children or his wife around in his wallet. He carries Tony Yeah, um, <laughs> Just a little bit of an insight into our mental states at this moment in time. Lockdown has been a curse, uh, but hopefully we'll be out of it soon. Uh, <laughs> Thanks a million to absolutely everybody for listening. Uh, as always, you guys have been great. Uh, you always are great with all your interaction. And, and and so on and we'll be back with you guys for uh wolves preview um over the coming days i'll probably even be back maybe tomorrow afternoon or something like that because it does come ticking fast uh you can follow paddy on at villa paddy you can follow myself or, or the podcast in general should i say on at love mcgrath pod www.fortheloveofpaulmcgrath.com is the website you can find all our podcasts there as well a couple of hats still floating around if anybody uh, is interested in them, although we're coming into a bit more uh, spring has sprung, I think, at the moment. But uh, you never know. You never know. There could be a bit of a, it's uh, a bit cold today, though. I went for my walk this morning in my for Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Badly uh, needed. Badly needed indeed. And uh, yeah, as I say, we've got wolves coming up. Um, wolves come up in the next few days. Uh I don't really have anything more to say, guys. As I say, it's poor loss to Sheffield United, but back up in the horse again, and let's see where uh, Saturday takes us. And until then, guys, all that's really left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Podcast Network.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.